You are listening to another Always Moto production. The Always Moto Podcast with your host, David Hogan. We talk moto events from around the world. All the injuries, all the training ins and outs, the bikes, parts and gear inspections, the results. We interview your favourite riders. It's the Always Moto Podcast. We occasionally have some coarse language and the odd stuff up along the way. If you don't like it or you don't agree with us, turn it off right now. I'd like to remind you that he is not a doctor. That's right, Moto fans, I'm not a doctor, but I am a physiotherapist, and this is episode 70 of the Always Moto podcast. As always, I'm your host, David Hogan. We'll be joined later during the show by the Always Moto contractor, Ben Grinley. And unfortunately, as always, he still hasn't got paid. This is the Always Moto Podcast. We are in the depths of the clinic throwing strapping tape anywhere it will stick. As always on the show, we'll be going through all things moto, particularly the injuries in our sport because hashtag injuries are a part of moto. This week on the show, I'll be talking super motocross as the series heads to Bud's Creek and all things that happened at Unadilla. We'll check in with Australian Supercross staff and the, he's from the World Supercross Series and the soon-to-be Oz Supercross Series here later this year. It's the CDR Yamaha rider Aaron Tanty. He'll be on the show with us this week, which is awesome. Uh, he's in the middle of his golf game, but it's all good. We, you'll hear a few swings and a few birds, but Aaron was a good interview. Uh, we'll also catch up on the Always Moto Fantasy League. We've got the emergency department, as always, uh, and that will be our show this week for Episode 70. But bringing us the show today is Comp Edge Performance. Are you looking to take your performance to the next level? Competitive Edge Performance is the go-to provider of strength and conditioning programs, sports nutrition, and on-bike coaching schools for athletes of all levels. Whether you're just starting out or a seasoned pro, they've got you covered. They offer in-person sessions and top-notch online programs that are accessible anywhere, anytime through their awesome training app. Competitive Edge Performance believes everyone deserves access to the best training and performance methods so you can ride faster and safer and feel damn good doing it. With over 10 years industry experience and plenty more of personal racing experience, their coaches know what it takes to succeed. Join Competitive Edge Performance today. And a special listener uh, code for those guys out there and girls out there with competitive edge performance. Use the code always moto. Oh, sorry, no, always moto podcast listeners. I've got this really round backwards here. The competitive edge coach. So C O M P E D G E C O A C H is your code to save 50% off your first month on their training app. And that's all in capitals. Check the show notes for that code because I butchered the end of that read. Also bringing us the show is Slantboard Guy. Don't forget we have that affiliate deal in place and we, the Slantboard has offered a 10% discount for Always Moto Podcast listeners. So if you want to get your squats on point in the gym, improve your standing technique on the bike with some stronger, stronger legs, this simple piece of equipment is for you. Use the code ALWAYSMOTO in lowercase at checkout to save. Endurance recovery boots. If you want to maximize your training, you need to be recovered before each session. These recovery boots can help you be your best for your next efforts. Use the code ALWAYSMOTO in lowercase at at checkout to save as well with endurance recovery boots. And don't forget Tech 167 3D Printing. Do you need something cool for your bike? Maybe just a funnel that fits and means no mess? Then check out these products from Tech 167. A special code to save, ALWAYSMOTO at checkout. You won't hear that anywhere else. It's all in lowercase. Um, You can use that there to save with Tech 167. And as always, we have our T-shirts going. Uh, we're also trying to get some hats done at this point. Uh, the T-shirts themselves are $25 plus postage and handling. The hats are currently uh, $50 plus postage. There's no markup on those hats. That's just simply what it's cost us. We just want to get the brand out and about. So if you want a hat or a T-shirt, get in touch. Email us at info at alwaysmoto.com and put T-shirt or hats order in the subject line and we'll get the details out to you about the purchase via PayPal. Now, speaking of PayPal, direct show support is a donation to the Always Moto PayPal account. Drop us a message or a question in those notes and we'll read that out loud on the show with that, per- with that donation to the show. To find all our supporters and all the links to get all these things happening that we've just run through, check our show notes 
or our bio on our social pages and you'll follow that link there and you'll get right to it. All right, enough of the show. Let's uh, enough of the show. Enough with the intro talk. Let's jump into the show. Hey, I'm Bubba Pauly from the MadParts.com Kawasaki Supercross Race Team, and you're listening to the Always Moto Podcast. All right, let's roll into the show now. We've got the contractor on the line. How are we doing this week, Benny? I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. I, uh, I'm actually, I haven't told you this one. I'm actually sporting a nice bruise on my instep, which I'll, I'll get to later in the show. But, um, yeah, otherwise pretty good, considering it's... Uh, is it? It's pretty late on a Thursday night, like usual for us. But um, getting this done and and going to run through some stuff that's happened at Unadilla, which was uh, a nice little round if you're an Australian. Yeah. So is this the uh, the bruise that uh, I saw on the Instagram, or? Yeah, that'd be the one. That'd be the one. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh, so yes. Yeah, so uh-huh. Bit blacker than it was in that picture. So yeah. Uh, uh, I hope you've created. I hope I hope you've created a very nice story for it. I don't have to create one; it comes with one. So yeah, <laughs> it's one of those big ones. Just straight off the straight off the bat, it looked good. So yeah, uh, there's no 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 embellishing here. <laughs> but yeah, Unadilla happened on the weekend. Uh, round what was that? Round eight, eight? No, no, round nine. My bad. I'm getting my my, my numbers mixed up because of something that uh, has happened on the app this week. It's actually round nine at Unadilla, but on the app, it's, they've gone to the Super Motocross Series round numbering, if anybody noticed at home. They're calling it round 26 at Unadilla, and it kind of threw me off as to why they were doing that, and then I realised it's how many rounds we've had total this year for Super Motocross. So they've just uh, conveniently switched over midway through the season on the numbering system, Benny. Yeah, well, I'm sure you're not uh, not the only one. Uh, I can't say I did. I watched the uh, the highlights on the YouTube this week, but um, yeah, I guarantee you know people are so used to looking for the round, and they would have gone, "Hey, what's going on here?" So I just uh, yeah, I'd say to start with, "Hey, I didn't re- I didn't even think <laughs> that it was the super. I'm just like, there's some idiots just put in the wrong thing. Typical bloody, you know, the, all the problems we had at the beginning of Supercross with streaming and stuff. I'm like, surely they've just stuffed up. But then it then it dawned on me, no, no, actually, that's the Super Motocross total rounds that have happened so far this year. Yeah, and we're, I mean, we're nearly there. We've only got uh, what. Four motos left to go, and then yeah, it won't be long, and these SMX races will be here. So uh, yeah, we're getting towards the end. Yeah, well, September is those three rounds. They're very close to to happening. Uh, but I'm you know, I'm kind of interested now. Like now that this uh, 450 title's wrapped up, and 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 hopefully Hunter is looking fairly good for the 250 title. I'm kind of starting to look forward to this SMX side of things and getting a bit more interested in this. This format that's going to be, you know, a different format again, a different track layout, different different venues that we haven't been to for before or for a very, very long time. So, yeah, kind of interested to see that. But, yeah, just interesting how they've switched over. But, uh, anyway, we'll, we'll move on from that point. It was just an interesting side note. But, yes, Unadilla happened. Jet won again. Uh, it's a very recurring thing, which is awesome. Uh, but he's managed to wrap up the title with that 1-1 on the weekend at Unadilla. So Jet is now the 2023 450 champion as a rookie, which hasn't happened for quite some years. So pretty awesome accomplishment there for Jet Lawrence. Yeah, it is. And, yeah, I think we talked about it last week. You know, like we knew there was a chance for him to get the title, but then, you know, if it came at a cost of, you know, losing a moto or, you know, getting second or whatever, was he, you know, was he going to stand for that? And, uh, you know, there's a few sketchy moments with Chase there and I think Ferrandis caught him in one of the motos as well, but uh, he stayed strong, won both motos and, yeah, that's that's how you win the title. Yeah, so the, the streak continues, the... He's perfect to get the championship. Can he be perfect for the last four? I've I've been leaning on it for a while, with especially with Washugal and now Unadilla in the books with being those maybe the odder surfaces that are left that were left in the series in terms of the you know the dirt and the layouts that you know if he could get it done at those two rounds that I couldn't see why he wouldn't get it done at the next two that are left. I'm definitely leaning towards him getting this done now and just the fact that even Chase got a little close there but 
he still just disappeared off into the distance when he felt like he needed to. So I think he's on for it. What do you reckon, Benny? Do you think that the perfect season is, is going to happen at this point with four motos left? I think that he can do it, yes. Uh, but then I think there might be a, you know, there's three SMX races coming up. And, you know, if it starts to get sketchy, there could be a call from the team to say, hey, like, you know, we know you're going for the perfect season, but you've got three races still to go. If it's, you know, going to cost you an injury or time off the bike or anything like that, let's just, you know, settle for whatever. But uh, the way he's been riding, I can't see that being a problem anyway because um, he's just so smooth and in control. Uh, but, yeah, who knows? There might be some people that think, well, the title's gone now. Um, let's just, you know, go for it. Yeah, I I can see your point on that side of things being the SMX thing coming up. And something I'm going to bring up here, I actually was listening to the Vital Post Race review today and, you know, a few days late. Um, but I was t- they were talking about the fact that he, he mentioned in some of their contact with Jet that, you know, he was now going to look towards going perfect season which is all well and good but i recall in some of the other interviews elsewhere i I can't remember exactly where but you know i think it might have even been on the podium you know with especially with hunter talking about how things are how things were always tight for their family you know how the the money of the title meant more than just you know an individual race win because that was obviously a bigger a bigger check in the end i wonder if at some point if one of those races, one of these four remaining, does start to go a little bit sideways for him, and he, you know, has to push a bit harder to get it, and and maybe does get a little bit sketchy, if he then thinks about, well, actually, no, I maybe should back this down because if I if I don't get to those SMX rounds, the thing that they've always talked about in terms of you know, sort of like almost rebuilding the family <laughs> fortune, for lack of a better word, um, you know, there's a bigger incentive for that in these three races that are coming up. Does that finally kick in at some point? But I just, I don't even think that's going to get to the point. Like, he's just clearly better than everybody else at this point in the series. And nobody has really gotten close. As much as Chase got close, I still don't think he was going to get there. And it was evident when he was pushing into that corner and crashed later in that right-hand sweeping corner. If you've watched, there's a, there's somewhere else on a, on the in, on the Instagram. Um, so it's put up a different angle, not just from the TV coverage. And Chase was never going to make that rut. There was no way he was going to make that rut from the way he, he entered it. So I, he's obviously pushing extremely hard to catch Jet, and Jet doesn't seem like he's even trying. So I feel like he might not even get challenged. But there is those other things that do start to play into your mind, and whether he's even thinking about it, they always talk about Jet being, you know, rather, um, uh, what's the word, like, you know, not concerned by the outside world. He's just doing what he's doing and doesn't really care and doesn't think overthink it. So maybe he never even gets to that point where any of these things come to mind. Yeah, it's a possibility. Um, like you said, they always, you know, make sure that everyone knows about, you know, the upbringing and the parents did, you know, gave everything to get them to where they are, sold everything and, you know, the boys are, you know, that's their main goal is to make sure that it's worth it, worth every cent of them, you know, doing what they did. But like you said, yeah, he's just so in control. And with Chase always, you know, crashing, as we've said all year, um, I don't think he gets challenged. And if he does, then, you know, I think he'll just push that a little bit harder and, you know, make sure that the the perfect season stays alive. Yeah. Now, I think he does. So, look, let's let's leave that there. We don't want to talk too much on it and jinx this whole thing, but he's, he's looking good for it. So, we'll just have to watch and see if he can finish this off with four motors to go. Now, let's talk about the other uh, other Lawrence brother in Hunter. He, he managed to have rather solid and effective race weekend at Unadilla with a 2-2 score and sort of regain the stranglehold that he's had on this title, you know, up until recent times uh, with that, you know, the bike malfunction and that crash at Redbud. He's basically regained all those things because everybody's now seemed to have had their, either their mechanical or their bad race. And we talked about it last week with, was was Hayden going to have that rookie race? Well, he didn't necessarily have a rookie race, 
But he had that outcome that I was expecting him to have at least once this season. And unfortunately for the star racing team, it was in the form of a mechanical. So, but Hunter definitely has got this thing you know, right where he wants it now. Yeah, I think we said last week, you know, after having a few weeks off, these ribs that we were talking about, uh, he had time off, you know, let them probably heal up a little bit and, you know, came out swinging and, I mean, and, you know, it's unfortunate for Deegan, but Hunter's, you know, he had a motor let go as well. So it's basically 1-1 one, one now for the season and um, just that second motor didn't help him, but... Yeah, Hunter's come out swinging and taken control, and he's looking good for the last two motor. Sorry, last two races. Yeah, definitely. I, and I think if you look across the the top sort of four guys now, everyone's had about the same amount of bad luck or or injury. You know, you go to to Hayden, he's had that bike malfunction. You go to Hunter, he's had the 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 bike. He's had the the crash at Redbud. You go to Justin Cooper, he missed out on those two motors at high point from that throat injury in practice. And then even RJ Hampshire, who we'll talk about later in this, this episode with the emergency department at, you know, at Unadilla getting a concussion. Um, he, they've all sort of had that one to two races where things haven't gone you know, correctly and ended up basically zero points in, I think, all of those circumstances. So it's basically level playing field and it's basically where Hunter... I think should be based on what he was able to do early in the season. So, yeah, he's definitely got this thing in form. And I'll just touch on this, but I, I kind of felt that that little interview that he had about the pressure that was on the TV coverage was a little bit of low-key shade bit and thrown back towards Hayden's direction after those comments that Hayden made the other week that was sort of a similar sort of low-key shade towards Hunter in terms of, you know, he was American sort of um, and, and Hunter wasn't was with the implication there. So kind of interesting how they've both gone about this without directly going about this. Yeah, it is, um, you know, I guess the sneaky ways, you know, just do it a sneaky way and try and, you know, not make it uh, a big deal. But they're both throwing at each other. I'm sure the last two races are going to dish out plenty more of that. Um, but, you know, Hunter's old enough and smart enough to not get caught up in it. And, you know, I think Deegan can probably get caught out saying things he doesn't need to say at times. And, you know, he's still young. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens and results-wise for him the next the next two. But uh, yeah, I think it, there'll be some you know back and forth still going on for the next two. You know what'll be interesting, and I just thought of this as as we've been talking. Obviously, this title, like Hayden's chances, have gone a lot less. Obviously, he's into I think he's in third in the points now. Know, 30 odd behind so it's probably not going to happen for him in terms of the outdoor title unless something you know else goes really haywire but you got these three smx rounds coming up where essentially things are going to reset and 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 hunter will be number one seed and hayden's going to be either two or three so you know the points are going to be really tight there things are going to be different in this smx series in terms of race formats lengths and things that Hunter has been doing well this season in terms of, especially from the outdoor side of things, coming from, you know, average starts and working his way through the field because of the duration of motos, that's not going to be there. Hayden's strengths of getting good starts and sprinting early is maybe going to help him a lot. So I'm quite interested for this 250 class when the SMX rolls around to see how that all plays out and if that little bit of rivalry that's sort of developed over this last you know, half of the outdoor season, how that kicks in if Hayden, you know, gets maybe the first round over Hunter. You know, it'd be interesting to see how that plays out. It will be, um, but I think, you know, I still think going into them, Hunter is, you know, will be in front of him. Um, but it might get to the point where, he, you know, Hayden might start playing games and, you know, there might be some contact made and things like that. So uh, it will be interesting. Uh, but, yeah, who knows? Mm. Now, in some other news, especially in this 250 class, uh, the press release came out uh, today, yesterday, for Julian Beaumaire to make his debut with KTM this weekend at Bud's Creek, which is an awesome thing. He obviously was racing 
those uh, Supercross Futures earlier in the year. He's also been at Loretta's just recently, but he's actually going to make that pro debut this weekend, uh, and he's got at least next year on the deal. We couldn't quite tell if... I thought it was multi-year deal, but maybe it's just a year and a bit with this end of the season here. Uh, so yeah, awesome news for the youngster there, getting a decent ride to come out and start his pro debut with. Yeah, it will be nice. Um, it's yeah, it's really good for him. He's been on the just the KTM program for a little bit now, and then um, you know did Loretta's like you said. So to you know go straight to Red Bull KTM, and then um, yeah ready for the debut this weekend and then know that you've got a full season um, next year. Uh, he's got to be happy with that. Yeah, it's just a bit of comfort zone there, isn't it, just to get things rolling. And, yeah, I think he, he's obviously hit the jackpot this year in terms of those first few ri- first ride or two that he did in that Supercross Futures to get that Orange Brigade ride. Uh, and that's led to now this pro, you know, Red Bull KTM ride. Yeah, he's obviously worked really hard. But, yeah, we'll have to see how he goes once he gets into this full field. I'm not sure that the outdoors is going to be completely his thing with these two rounds to go, but I definitely think somewhere 10 to 15 is where he's going to fit in without too much hassle. Uh, but watch for him next year in Supercross. I think that's where he'll start to he'll start to notice his results a, a bit further. All right, now in some other stories and stuff, we touched on this a little bit at the start. Um, the uh, bruised arch that I posted up earlier this week, a little bit of a story behind that and, and a little thank you to go with it as well. Um, I've actually organised this week a little th- um, some, some boots for myself, some short boots. And I have to thank Andy from Gas Imports here in Australia for helping me organise those uh, to save my foot. Now, the story that goes with this, Benny... I went to a Dirt X round here at Mount Panorama. There's a motocross track on the backside of Bathurst, if you didn't realise. And my kids were racing, and it rained uh, in the practice session, or just before it started. And the 65s went out with my daughter in that race, and she managed to make her way out of what they call the dungeon there, almost. But when I got there to help her out the last part, I'd realised that she'd ridden past about eight kids that were laying on the ground to get to that point. So I was rather happy that she managed to get that far and not get stuck. So I got her out, but then I had to kickstart about, I don't know, half a dozen 65s. And my arch did not like me for doing that. It basically went black straight away. So I was in just regular work boots and uh, they don't hold up too well to a kickstart, mate. No, well, I you know I saw the photo. It didn't look nice, and I can just imagine walking on it. Um, but I'm glad it's you and not me. So we'll like, just leave it at that. It <laughs> leave better. it at that. It gets better, mate. Like my, my little man is on a peewee, and so once once Penny, my daughter, got off that the track, she um it, my little man went out, and I got to run across and up and down the hill chasing him because every tabletop and you know up ramp that he got to. In the mud, the peewee was either spinning up or he didn't have enough speed coming out of the corner. So I had to run over to him and push him up the hill. And I could barely put my foot down all day. It just got worse and worse and worse. It's black as now, and that's, what, four days later? So, yeah, I I really, straight away I went looking for some, you know, mechanic boot that was actually a motocross sole to kick a bike with to wear at these things. And... Yeah, came across these Thor boots and uh, reached out to Andy and he's hooked me up. So, yeah, really appreciate him doing that for us uh, and saving my, my soul almost in, uh, for the next few, <laughs> next few times that this is going to happen. So hopefully that's a, hopefully that's a good thing. But, uh, and then also in part of that story as well, the day before, we, we went and uh, made a bit of a visit. Anybody who hasn't seen the uh, Instagram reel, we've uh, gone and picked up a new bike from Lithgow Bike Stop. We managed to get a little deal on a Sherco, thanks to Matt at Sherco there and Katrina from Lithgow Bike Stop for sorting those things out. Uh, but yeah, we picked up a new Sherco 300 two-stroke to uh, do some testing on here and make some more content with Always Moto and FullNoise.com. So that'll be pretty cool to, to keep actioning over the next few weeks and finally get myself back into some regular riding. So tell us, how does it go? How is it? Well, honestly... Really, honestly, I haven't even started it yet. Oh. <laughs> I 
I knew you'd be disappointed Come in on. that, mate. But honestly, I rolled it into the into the trailer. I had to. I have a three bike trailer, and I had to fit four bikes in it when I picked this up. So it went into the trailer to go to the race, and then I've come home and I've spent the Sunday night cleaning bikes. We're, we've been emptying trailers out, cleaning out the mud from all the all the all the weekend. Um, I put it on the tra- on the on the stand, and it's been sitting pretty ever since because you know the day jobs kicked in. Haven't had time, no daylight after work work hours. So I'm looking forward to maybe this weekend at least getting to pulling off some of the uh, road going gear because I, I don't need that. Uh, and we'll see how much time I get. And if I get to all of it, great. I'll have a ride. If not, I've got the sticky kit from Ringmaster coming through hopefully next week and some new plastics or second set of plastics to put them on. So worst case scenario, it'll be running next week. So ask me again next next episode, mate. All right, we'll see. But it, 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 it does get to a point you get a new bike and it's sitting there and it's nice and pretty and you just think, oh, I don't want to ride this. I just want to look at it. Well, So I can understand that. There is two points. Like one, that's exactly what's happened to start with. That's just not looks nice sitting in the garage. But it will happen again when the sticker kit goes on because it'll be like, oh, I don't want to get that scratched. So we'll see. I have to come past all those things. You've got to just swing the leg over and go for it. But I'm not going to ride it if it's raining. That's... For the first few weeks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. All right. Well, that's our. Unless there's anything else, general general news, mate. I think we're going to move into our favourite topic. You got anything else before we go into it? No, we're ready for fantasy here. Ready for fantasy. All right. We're going to jump straight into the Always Moto Fantasy League. It's our favourite topic every week on Pulp MX Fantasy. There. Uh, if you haven't joined, it's obviously too late for the moment. The season is definitely well and truly gone. Uh, but we will be going again in 2024. So if you want to be a part of our league, you need to message fantasy@alwaysmoto.com, and we'll be getting those things sorted out for next year, hopefully getting prizes and stuff going again soon here as well. But our scores, we talked about this last week, Benny. I'd made a comeback. I'd gotten in front. Uh, but somehow we've leveled out and we're exactly dead even now in 45th place for this week. Yes, the potential for us to both have better scores than what I think we both had um, was, you know, a real possibility and just a complete letdown, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're, we're both even, and but we're in the top 50. Somehow we've gone from, I uh, forget what we were, 51st and 52nd yeah, last. something like that, yep. And um and now we're forty equal forty fifth so uh yeah we'll we'll take that yeah uh, look any way we move forward in the in the overall league is um is a good thing because we've been sucking so far in this motocross series the two of us but um somebody who hasn't been um, Matt five oh three won our league uh, on the weekend in Unadilla which was awesome for him now if we quickly um, talk about our random prize from last week Benny. Uh, we decided, well, you sort of suggested that we should use the number that I'd, I'd had written on the cardboard that got us into the uh, Jet and Hunter photos that made it onto Honda's page and probably in Racer X at some point here soon, which was 37. Now, who got 37th this week, mate? Uh, that would be me. <laughs> That would be me. That would that would be you. I I opened it up to check who won, and I was going to put a post out, and I'm like, bloody hell, he got 37th. How do we work this one out? Well, obviously it's random. We have no control over this. We're not Travis Marks uh, at Pulp there um, controlling this game. We have no control over this. So Benny has decided because he actually has no use for the Bolt Everywhere motocross gloves currently that we're going to give them away um, to somebody who's listening to the podcast. And has to be listening quite well because they need to email fantasy at alwaysmoto.com and they need to put claim that prize in the subject line of the email. And if you're the first one to send that email through with the correct subject line and have use for an extra large glove size, because unfortunately I only have those sizes left, then you win the gloves from Bolt Everywhere. So, listeners, send in that email, fantasy at alwaysmoto.com, put Claim that prize in the subject line and you can claim that prize from, from Benny for his 37th position in the league last week. You're all welcome. <laughs> well, whoever, win, whoever wins is welcome. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 
Now let's quickly talk while we're on the random prizes. We'll we'll put out the prize for this week at Buds Creek. Uh, so this week it's going to be a prize from Zach Sinesco Motorcycle Repairs. Uh, Zach has got kindly put up an air filter service kit, which is fantastic. Now. A reminder for our international players, this one might not go so well because it's probably going to have oils in it, uh, but uh, international prizes are a postage expense at your, your own expense. Um, but if you do get it and you can't, give, can't have it, we can try and work out something else with our other prizes that are available. So we'll see who it is. But the position that it's going to be this week. Now, Zach had initially suggested 99th in the league. But not everyone is actively picking teams, and we've only sort of had in that 95 to 99 range each week. So whoever is the last active player to actually put in a team for this week at Buds Creek, that will be our random prize position winner for this week. So it could be like 95, could be 96, but whoever is the last active player, that will be our random prize winner, and we'll check that out and announce it here on the show next week. All right, Benny, should we go through... Maybe not how bad they were, because they weren't too bad, but how bad our teams were from last week at Unadilla. Uh, yes. Yes, we, we can do that. All right. Let's, uh, so you were 37th. I was 43rd, so I wasn't too far behind you. Now, who was your 250 team from Unadilla? Um, all right. I had uh, Hayden Deegan, which uh, didn't go well. No, no not at all. <laughs> well, I had uh, Austin Faulkner, which wasn't too bad, but could have been better. Um, I'll say Deegan got me 13 points. Austin Faulkner got me 46 points. Jalik Swole got me 50 points. And Jorgen Talviku got me 34 points. That's not too bad. And no first, no first lap leader because I picked Deegan. So, ah, yeah. Yes, well, we, we had a similar problem there because I picked Hunter for the first lap leader. I don't know why I did that one, but I did. And I, looking back on it, that's a really dumb choice. But anyway, I picked Hunter for first lap leader, so that didn't work out. But we had one similar rider. I had Austin Faulkner as well. And if it wasn't for that, uh, that was first motor, wasn't it, that he crashed. Uh, he might have got a lot more points. But anyway, we missed out a couple there. I had Hunter Lawrence as my all-star and thankfully maxed out with 50. I had Seth Hamaker, didn't do so well because he had that crash in one of those motos there and only got 28 points. But I had Ryder D and he got me 70. So it was probably my, I think, yeah, looking at it now, yeah, he's my best scorer for the weekend, which is a little bit surprising. But anyway. All right, what about your 450 team, Benny? How did you go on the 450 side of things? Uh, so I had Ferrandis as my all-star. Uh, he got 50 points. Nice um, I picked, I, and yeah, you'll laugh, and the boys in our group chat laughed. Uh, I picked Jed Beaton last week, or whenever he raced, and it didn't go, yeah, and it didn't go well. And I picked Moss in Supercross, and it didn't go well. And I said, I will not pick Jay Wilson. I will not pick Jay Wilson. And I picked him, <laughs> <laughs> and all the boy, and and all the boys laughed at me. And he got 37 points. So he got caught in a first-turn crash, which I don't think was his fault, which is just a bit unlucky, um, and then didn't do too bad in the second moto. So 37 points will take it. Uh, Harry Coolis gave me 100 points, which was uh, beautiful. And that was only because someone in our group chat mentioned his name, and I thought, yep, we'll just go with that. And Chris Prebula got me five points. So that wasn't an ideal... Uh, pick and of course jet gave me the 15 points for ffl yeah look jet's on fire with those ffl so i got 15 points with him but obviously lost the seven from from hunter side of things so we've we've gone even dead even there on the the first lap leaders uh so my 450 team i had chase sexton as my all-star and he only got me 47 because of that uh crash and ended up third in one of those motos there i had Jason Anderson for 38 points, Phil Nicoletti for 32 points, and I picked Jose Butron. I picked the wrong European for only 14 points. So my 450 team sucked. Yeah, that's not ideal. No, not really. 
<laughs> not, not at all. No, no. So, look, and I think, honestly, if I had to realise that Harry Coolos was on the list, I would have picked him because I know that name and I know some of his results and I, I would have picked him. But when you pick, when we pick some of these things in advance, because obviously we're going on, like, you know, early early teams and not always up when when the, uh, you know, the qualifying is going on because of the time differences. And obviously I was, I was camped at the race this week. I didn't have the opportunity to check those things. You just miss out on some easy points. Like Harry Kulos, 100 points, mate. That's a nice pickup. And like you said, you notice it from the group chat. But And that's probably one reason why we, why we have that, to try and help these things. But, yeah, there's a lot of things that I think we miss just on the time zone. And I think that's why our motocross series is our scores in the motocross are terrible, mate. Yeah, I think it is. You know, I set an alarm and I get up five minutes before um, – Five, ten minutes, depends how I feel, um, before the race actually starts. Quickly scroll through Twitter, Instagram, just look at everything, then just go to the qualifying sheets and choose my team from that. Um, and usually that's only, you know, the lower riders, whether they've qualified or they haven't. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's, you know, it's it's a lot easier with Supercross um, to get, you know, decent points. And, I mean, it doesn't work out well even in that but you know we get to watch that in the middle of the day we're up with the times um we can check everything you know while it's happening whereas yeah this is the middle of the night and you know it's either get up or just sleep through and yeah like you said you can't peek if you're away and um yeah that's it and especially when you used your you used your mulligans while you're overseas so you didn't have any of those left so i wasn't running that one i had to pick myself this time i'd used all three so <laughs> wasn't paying another five or ten bucks, whatever it is, to get more. <laughs> but no, anyway, it is what it is. But it's still part of the fun. Um, but I do look forward to the Supercross fantasy more than I do the motocross. Now, teams for Bud's Creek. I don't know if you've checked, mate. I looked earlier and I've just looked again. They still aren't up. There's no handicap set. So we won't be running through our teams this week just yet. <laughs> No, we won't be. I um yeah, I looked earlier and I've just um yeah, while we've been doing this I've looked again but um they're not here. No, so I'm not sure. The uh the handicap committee is in shambles, we'll just go with that. Well that's what it says on the side every time you look at it and there's nothing there, so it must be the case. And obviously there's no fantasy pot out from the pulp guys yet, so it's gonna be rather tight on these uh handicaps. I'm sure they're gonna be up by the time we get up in the morning, but um yeah, nothing right now, so it's going to make uh, make it for a bit of a short segment here. But let's, while we got the chance, let's thank the sponsors of the Fantasy League. We've got a few here, and they're going to have some, um, our, obviously all our end-of-season prizes are going to come out here. We're going to have some more gift vouchers from Coastal Motorcycle Centre. Uh, we should have another pair of socks for Goat Brand MX. Uh, we'll have our uh, Thor MX goggles. We'll have our Michelin tubes. Uh, we've already given away our Ringmaster Images uh, glove set. Well, hopefully, we'll have to check where Helltech Australia is up to with their product release. I'm not sure they're going to be ready yet, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, Bolt everywhere. We're almost out of gloves, but we've got one more set to give away outside of the ones we're just trying to do with this one that Benny's given back in to claim that prize from. Rip Clear Australia, we tried to give that one away earlier in the season, but the person hasn't claimed it, so it will be part of our overall um, our outright winners for the championship uh and Ryko australia we've given away those earlier in the season and obviously zach's and esco motorcycle repairs is giving away this week's random prize so thanks to all those fantasy league sponsors it's awesome to have you on board we appreciate the support all right benny i think we might take a break here mate unless you got something else before we're going to jump into a commercial here well, one more thing. You just mentioned that you were, um, you know, getting or looking forward to the uh, Supercross fantasy. Yes. Um, don't forget, there's going to be a whole new championship for these three SMX races. Um, so it'll be starting fresh. Um, I guess we might open the league up, maybe. The league will be running to get more people. prizes for that part. We'll have to see because there's only three rounds deep and I haven't really organised anything yet. That's all right. That's fine. <laughs> I was but it'll be a lazy, it'll lazy be. so-and-so <laughs> comment or something to come out, but, you know. <laughs> no, no. Well, there'll be, there'll be prizes from Pulp. You just have to, you know, 
be right up the top. But you know, three uh, there's you know three races, new new championship. So yeah, everyone who's not doing well in this one, well, you know, a few more weeks and there'll be a new one, and then um, there'll be a bit of a gap, and we'll be back to Supercross. Yeah, definitely. And look, obviously, while that league is run, like the league will be running for that period, so you can join at the start of that as well if you want to. So like we said before, send those emails in. Uh, if you want to join our group chat as well to get part of the, the stuff that we talk about and try and find some of those picks like Benny was talking about earlier or even just to see some of the stuff that gets shared around from the industry and be up on top of things and be able to ask questions of some of the other. Uh, we've got some of the sponsors in the in the chat as well. So they're there to, to talk you know, questions about products and whatnot. Um, send, us a, send us a DM on Instagram, um, Always Moto. Or to uh, what is it, Grinley? What is your name? I've just forgotten. Grino twenty two at Instagram. Um, so you can send us a message. We can add you to the group chat if you want to be a part of it. Uh, we've had a, one more join this week. We'll probably have a few more next. So yeah, look, get involved. It's uh, interesting little chat group there that we have going, isn't it, Benny? It is. Um, it's uh, yeah. There's a lot of stuff in there. Uh, a lot of things you don't see throughout the day. Sometimes people will uh, double up on their um, posts, but uh, yeah, no, just yeah. There's always something going on in there. Always someone talking. There's always you know you learn something new. So um, yeah, no, I'm glad we started it and it's you know taken off and hopefully we can get more people. Yeah, definitely. So no, all good. All right, well let's uh, let's take a break. We'll be back shortly. It's Lorenzo Locurcio. You're listening to the Always Moto Podcast. Lorenzo Locurcio aquí. Estamos en el Always Moto Podcast. Escúchalo. All right, guys and girls, we are back on the Always Moto Podcast and we are here on the YouTube channel at the same time. So this is where we're going to do the emergency department. It's been a couple of weeks. We've been away with Red Bud. But we're back. We're up on date on what we've got for our injury list here and we're going to run through it right now. The emergency department, all the injuries, all the gory details, and when they'll be back on track. It's the list you really don't want to be on. I say this every time we play this intro, you do not want to be on this list. It sucks to be on this list. It means you're not on the bike, you're not riding, you've had a crash. Bad scenario for a moto rider. Anyway, let's get into the list from Unadilla as we head to Bud's Creek. Now, the list is actually quite short for the guys that got injured at Unadilla, which is awesome. It's been a very busy season, particularly the Supercross season, for injuries. Motocross has slowed down. That's a normal process, but there's also a bunch of injuries for motocross series that we don't tend to find out about because there's so many more guys that enter and don't necessarily, you know, post on socials about it. We don't have them following that, you know, in Supercross, you can see everybody who's in the list and who didn't do it. And I can go and check their sites, their social sites. It's not as easy in outdoors. People hide it a lot more in the outdoors too. They just don't seem to, you know, post about it as such. So what we have from Unadilla, obviously RJ Hamstrayer on that Rockstar Energy Husqvarna factory racing team had a crash at the start of Moto2 there Caught in the traffic area, off the edge of that drop down, smacked his head pretty good. We've checked in with RJ. RJ was good enough to reply to us. He's confirmed that he got a concussion and he's on concussion protocol. He's doing well, as he says to us, but he has indicated that he li- he's likely not going to be at Buds Creek this weekend, which is a pretty safe and sensible position to, to put himself in for not right. If he does, maybe he feels a bit better by the end of the week. Uh, it's early when we've checked in with this at this point in time. Hopefully he's feeling better. Maybe he does show up. But if he doesn't, I think that's a smart move, giving yourself the extra week. That crash took him out of any chance of probably getting to the title at this point. So he might as well get himself recovered. He's only going to drop to second at worst. in ter- so, Sorry, third at worst in terms of the SMX points by missing a round, I'd say. Which means... You know, a couple of points here or there for a starting position in SMX is not an issue, but he's likely to do really well in SMX series. So he's going to be make sure he wants to be fit and healthy for that when it starts in September, which isn't very far away. It's only two rounds left in motocross. The other one on our list from Unadilla is Scott Meshi. 
Uh, unfortunately, we've talked to Scott a couple times this year. Uh, one for just be his post-race interviews here on the Always Moto podcast, which you can check out, which we had from Redbud. You can check out on our feed, on our on, a, on whatever your po- favorite podcast player is. Um, but Scott had a bit of a run-in with another bike that was crashing this week at Unadilla, and he managed to cut right on the uh, end of his finger here, on the, on his middle finger. Had a fair bit of blood coming out. Had to stop riding. Couldn't finish that moto. Couldn't go out for the next moto. That was in moto one. Uh, and unfortunately, had to get a bunch of stitches there to pull himself back together. If, if you check out his social pages, there's a very nice bloody glove that he had to uh, that he had on when that happened. I don't think that'll wash out, Scott. You're going to have to get a new set for that one. But he's indicated this week that he is going to be back for Buds Creek. So he probably just taped that up. The worst case with any lacerations is that you get you rip open those stitches again and it bleeds again. Or from the sweat that goes in, you've got to try and keep that area clean and dry, which is hard when you're sweating like crazy in the middle of summer at an outdoor event. So he's going to risk an infection there, but ideally he can cover it and keep it dry, clean it in between time, keep it sterilized, like keep you know alcohol wipes and such. He'll be good to go, but hopefully he just keeps it clean. Hopefully no issues moving forward. So those are the two injuries from Unadilla. Like I said, short list this week. Just going to touch on a couple of other things here in the rest of this video. The recent returns. Now, there's been a bunch since we did this last video, which is awesome. But I think this is all heavily driven by your guys trying to get some points and some bike time and bike fitness in the lead up to the Super Motocross Series, trying to make sure they're in either the LCQ or it's a straight qualified top 20 in overall points. Guys like Barsha, Styles Robinson, Justin Rodbelt. Justin Rodbelt's just come back. I don't think he's going to make any enough points to be getting into that. But maybe he wants to try and go through the LCQs, so that still stands. Austin Faulkner, Pierce Brown. All these guys are potential, you know, well-off race, race, you know, race winners, race podiums um, that could happen in Super Motocross if things are going well for them. So they're trying to get some bike time, which is awesome. Um, and I think that that's brought them back in years past. I don't think most of that list you would have seen in motocross. They would not have come back because the series would end and they would just take that holiday time to be prepped, ready for Supercross boot camps. So we'll have to see. Now, the other couple that I want to mention here, are: will we see them in the next two rounds at all? I don't think so, but there's potential for exactly the same reason we just mentioned about Super Motocross points. Christian Craig, Cameron McAdoo, Jordan Smith. Will we see those guys back? I don't know. It's pretty of a long shot from based on their injuries and the times that they've been out. But if they want to try and do that super motocross, this would be the chance. Get a couple of points, get a couple of motos. Maybe it's just that Ironman they do it. I don't know. We'll see how this plays out. But watch closer to the event. Watch our social channels. We'll post if they come back. Uh, you just got to keep an eye on it. Now, the other thing we're going to mention here, the MIA of Jet Reynolds at Pro Circuit Kawasaki. He went out with food poisoning a couple of weeks ago, and he hasn't been seen from since. Now, obviously, there's a lot of rumors talking around his position with his ride for next year. That might be impacting this, but in short, this is the longest case of food poisoning I think I've ever seen. All right, and on the other side of things, some... Ret- not returns, but like, you know, return to training at least. Eli Tomac, Malcolm Stewart, they're both recovering well, as we've heard, from their injuries. They're, for Eli, that Achilles. For Malcolm, that ACL. Things are progressing what seems to be on a steady path for both of them. They're both in the gym doing exercise, which is fantastic to see. I think they both will be aiming for that late October, early November start point to be back on a bike, which would put them back into that normal Supercross boot camp time frame, which is all you can ask for at this point with those injuries that they had. So hopefully we see them at that exact moment. All right, that's our updates for the emergency department this week. Short and sweet. We'll be back again next week when we have... More injuries, unfortunately, likely to happen after Bud's Creek, and we'll run you through that information then and there. As always, I'm David Hogan, uh, and this is the Always Moto podcast slash YouTube channel that you've been watching or listening to. We do this as a combined thing here. I am a physiotherapist, and I do know my injuries uh, in the sport of motocross. So we'll be taking a break here on the podcast. This will be the end of the YouTube video. If you're on the YouTube, come and find us on the podcast here. What else we talked about? If you're on the podcast, go and check out the YouTube channel. Why not? Make sure you follow up, subscribe. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. I'm Kyle Greeson, and you're listening to the Always Moto Podcast. All right, joining us on the Always Moto Podcast this week, it's an Australian rider, just to change things up a bit, but he's rocking around the world as well with World Supercross this year. Uh, it's the 
number one in Australian motocross at the moment. Uh, it's Aaron Tanti of CDI Yamaha. How you doing, mate? Hey, good. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, no worries. Sorry to interrupt your golf game, mate. It's one of those <laughs> pro motocross things. You seem to be always on a golf course. Yeah, look, it's uh, I'm heading up to the next round of nationals tomorrow, so it's just you know I've done my week's work and um, yeah, just relaxing a little bit and it's a nice arvo here, so just having a stroll and it's a bit of a cool down. It's good. Yeah, it's good. You're up in Queensland, so the weather would be pretty nice at this point in the arvo. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, probably about 20 degrees right now. The sun's kind of going down, so it's, nice. um, yeah, it's pretty good. Now. This weekend, obviously, you just mentioned last round of the um, Oz Pro MX series coming up. Um, the weekend just gone at Queensland Motorsport Park. Maybe not how you would hoped this was going to go, and obviously, you know, probably championship hopes are you know really not going to happen unless something really crazy goes on. Um, yeah, just I gather not the season you're looking forward to try and back up the title defence, mate. No, not at all. Obviously, I was um, clawed my way back into the championship fight um, after the um, second round where I had a DNF, and it's you know I I worked hard and I was on the box pretty much every round after that, and I got myself back into a top three position uh, within yeah no within striking distance for that championship coming into the last round and. Yeah, unfortunately, in the second moto on the weekend, I was leading and putting myself putting myself into a good position again. And, yeah, just come together with a lap rider, you know. I was under no pressure and riding my own race, you know, eight-second lead. And, yeah, something like that comes comes about and ended up punching a hole in my radiator. So I saw it straight away. So I was a little bit, you know, fired up in that instance. <laughs> Expectedly and as well in that situation, man. I can't can't blame you for that. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, so that sort of put me out. Like you said, I actually don't even have a chance at the championship now. I'm over 50 points back. And yep. um, yeah, so the only real chance I have is I could get second technically still, but that, even that's a long shot out. But yeah, move myself back to P4 and I'm five points off third position so that's what i'm fighting for now and it would be a good way to end the year which has kind of been you know what you would say is two mechanical dns for me which <laughs> it's a little bit of a shame because it's hasn't been much of my doing no they weren't yeah it's hard to obviously come back from those points deficits and especially when like the one just gone really just a bit of a freak one there to the you know hole a radio the way you did and like i saw the, the sort of footage of it pumped out pretty quick you had no chance with that one so yeah rough way to end the, end the motocross season but we've got some we've got some things on the horizon still obviously you're part of the world supercross um championship there with with craig dack um running that team in there and then obviously the australian supercross coming up but I wanted to sort of check in how this season has been for you with that sort of overlap because the World Supercross was in a bit of an odd time there, you know, for, for that one round. And you've got to yeah. obviously do the, the testing and the training, maybe differences with the Supercross versus Motocross. And did it really, was it difficult to sort of get around those things and stay focused on both championships at once? Uh, it was it was okay in the sense of in my motocross championship because we got quite a few weeks in between most rounds. Um, it sort of broke it up a little bit. It was a little bit of fresh training and it kind of helps a little bit on the intensity side of things. Uh, but, yeah, coming into being fully prepped for a world supercross, that was a little bit hard. You know, I only had two or three weeks to try and juggle the 250 as well as trying to ride motocross as well. Uh, so that wasn't ideal so to get out of round one you know unscathed and you know we've still somewhat solid points i guess seventh isn't too bad it's not what i want but um yeah it still wasn't the worst thing in the world yeah definitely it's definitely reasonable points you're in the game sort of thing which is the main thing and obviously now with this year's versus last year if it was last year it'd be you're almost out of it because there's only two rounds but this year with a with a few more on the schedule you you've got a chance to build into it and I guess then moving, looking forward with this, I'm curious about the, the move for yourself. Like obviously last year you did the 250 um, in the World Supercross as well, but I, I kind of felt maybe the 450 might have been more of the go considering how well you were doing in the Oz Supercross series last year on the 450. Is there a, 
Is there a plan here with with this for you in terms of trying to line something else up at, at another point, or was that just the availability of the ride at that that time for the two fifty? Uh, yeah, look, there's a subject and there's obviously a method on why my team put me on the two fifty, whether that be to you know their Australian team and Luke and I are based in Australia, and then you know the MR two fifty is required the maintenance as in the cam chains every 10 hours and stuff like that um but in all honesty like i hear like i was i was really wanted to have a go at the 450 in the world supercross as i you know like you said i had that um stellar 450 season uh, last year where you know i almost won the championship i beat the guys that you know run up the front in world supercross so um but yeah, no, no alternative plans on my end from riding the 250. Uh, I would have liked to be in the 450, but it doesn't really bother me. I'm going to put my best foot forward, and you know, once we get past this last round of the motocross, I'm going to, you know, try and I'll probably lose a little bit of weight, so I'm more efficient on the 250 um, to get off the start gate and stuff like that. And um, yeah, really focus on being the best I can on that 250 to, for the rest of the World Supercross. And and you will then flip back. Um, to the 450 on that literally it'll be Friday night on on a 250 uh, oh no sorry the other way around it'll be 450 on the Friday night for the Australian round in, in Melbourne and 250 on the on the Saturday night for that round that 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 something you're looking forward to the challenge of or wish it was a bit simpler yeah look we we obviously did it last year and I had quite the round last year where I, you know it was my first 450 main event and you know, almost almost won it. I got went P two. So, um, yeah, looking 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 forward to that again. Obviously, it does make it a little bit hard, but uh, I can adapt to bikes quite well. So, um, yeah, looking forward to that again. Yeah, that's that's good. Sounds like you're not worried about those those transitions. So that's that's a good thing. And I gather too with the Australian Supercross Championship coming up here in a few weeks' time. Um, <laughs> Obviously, looking to go a little better and hopefully not have the have the crash moment of Newcastle that sort of took you out of that championship hunt. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, uh, yeah, so I, if you've pretty much taken the words out of my mouth. That's that's a, yeah. There's only one better to do. I still ended up third in the championship last year, but yeah, trying to flip that around and get the win and finish just finish the whole series, um, you know, up front and. I've got that experience, a bit more experience now, and I'm sure it's going to be a little bit easier. But yeah, we're gonna gonna really rip into the Supercross training and focus on all my weaknesses that I had last year. And, and with that training side of things, do you have any sort of help with that? Are you do you have a trainer that you're working with to sort of help on the physical side of things and a, and a you know, riding coach, or what's your setup there with that sort of stuff? Yeah, so I train with uh, I have a riding coach and a gym coach that is like a physio. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we kind of work together and have the program set up and whatnot. And yeah, I, uh, so fighting fit physio is the one that I train with down here on the Gold Coast in Australia. It's not far from my home. And then training coach is zero zero elite rider training. He used to be a rider, you know, a few years ago and we've got a pretty solid crew going on between a few of us and um, yeah, it's really helped me with my riding to improve some of my skills and just have, you know, everything around you supporting what I need to do to go to the races and, you know, mentally be strong and be physically and all of the above. Yeah, nice. Well, that's good that you've got some of that assistance. It's all, I'm always curious with the Aussie guys whether that's been included yet or, you know, partially or, you know, doing some sort of online program to get these things. So, yeah, no, it's nice. I find it's nice that you've got that face-to-face contact with them and they can see you and, you know, monitor that bit of, of how you're feeling day-to-day with the, with the loads and stuff like that. So, yeah, good to hear. Yeah. So, yeah, like you said, it's, it kind of it is sort of starting up a little bit in Australia. Uh, obviously not to the extent where there's, you would say, facilities. Um, you know, we're still rolling around to public tracks and private tracks and whatnot and... Yeah, all of that, and but yeah, sort of riding as a crew and having a bit of a structure and training with guys on the regular. Yeah, nice. Now, important question here, just before we finish out, what's the uh, what's the golf handicap, mate? 
Hey, hey, I don't embarrass myself yet. <laughs> so it's that good, no. is it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, I'm just I'm I'm only been playing for a, you know just under a year, and I'm just just working to break ninety at the moment. So <laughs> hey, that's not bad for most people. So yeah, you know, yeah, only as long as you're under the three digits, you're doing a good day. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I enjoy it, and it's good fun, especially playing with other moto dudes. We're all pretty pretty the same. No one's blowing us out of the park. So you know we're we're competitive. So. <laughs> yeah, that's it. The competition never stops, does it? So, yeah, that's exactly right. All right. Well, look, Aaron, we'll let you get back to the uh, to the golf round. Um, but we appreciate your time on the Always Moto podcast, and we'll be sure to check in. We'll be at these upcoming Australian Supercross and World Supercross rounds, so we'll come and check in with you and see how things are going throughout those events. And um, yeah, we look forward to seeing what you can do in those rounds coming up. Yeah, sweet. Thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. No, awesome. Easy as. Thanks for that, Aaron. Talk to you soon. All right. See you, mate. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Scott Meshi, number 411, and you're listening to the Always Moto Podcast. All right, guys and girls, we are back. Thanks for sticking around on the Always Moto Podcast. It's been an awesome show this week. It's been great to get a guest back on this week's episode of the Always Moto Podcast. We've got another one already in the can for next week, which is awesome. So stick around for the Always Moto podcast next week as well. And to do that, you need to be subscribed to our podcast feed uh, or staying um, following us on social media so you can see that that next episode is up and available. So make sure you check that out. Just search Always Moto on the social media platform or on the podcast feed and then follow or subscribe or whatever the option is and you'll be right there with us. If you can on your podcast app too, please leave us a rating. It helps us get some more traction and get some more listeners and some more sponsors and some more giveaways. So do us a favor, leave us a rating. Don't forget to send those t-shirt or hat orders in to info at alwaysmoto.com. Don't forget to check out all of our written articles over at fullnoise.com.au and soon to have additional content on alwaysmoto.com. But that's it for another show, guys and girls. Thanks to Competitive Edge Performance, Slamboard Guy, Endurance Recovery Boots, and Tech 167 3D Printing for the show support. Thanks to our Fantasy League sponsors. Thanks to the contractor. Thanks to you guys and girls out there for listening. Remember, you need to be smooth to be fast because if you're not, I'll probably be seeing you deep in the emergency department, maybe even my clinic, having strapping tape thrown wherever it will stick.